That was wonderful. I love speaking to Anushka and I'm so glad that she agreed to be my first special guest. Since we last talked, the pub cafe has hosted a range of Dash Hand cafes across the UK in cities like London, Birmingham, Nottingham and Glasgow, with more than 200 little slushy dogs showing up to the Manchester event. And no, their pictures aren't as cute as you think they're going to be. They are cuter. My personal dream is to make a video edition of this podcast, which won't really be a podcast, but instead me admiring 200 sausage dogs from a distance and occasionally, timidly, petting them because I wasn't allowed a dog when I was younger and I don't really know how to interact with them. But if you do and want to attend the next Canine Cafe Anushka and her team create or just want to learn more about her and the Pug Cafe, you can find them online at www.pugcafe.com. What do you love? I love fashion. I love it because it lets me wear clothes that I like and it shows off my personality. I love tennis. The reason why I love tennis is because at the age of 15, I moved to a different country, a different continent. I did not know a single person. But guess what? I still knew all the tennis players I'd grown up watching. And what are you good at or ready to put the work into getting good at? I think I'm good at drawing. I would bring what I'm good at and what I like together by designing clothes, especially party dresses. I can combine what I'm good at and what I love by working in sports as an anti-doping officer. In doing so, I'll be using my confidence and my degree to give back to the sport which I love and which has given me so much. Bringing together drawing and fashion would let me create the type of dresses that I would love to see in the shops and the kind of dresses that I'd love to wear. Also, I'll be ensuring that we can have a clean sport, which means that all of us can be able to enjoy the sport. I feel like I could make the world a more fashionable place. And how about you, the one holding the microphone, editing it together? What do you love and what are you willing to put the work into getting good at? I love stories, how they help me to understand different people, take a glimpse into other lives and learn lessons that I might not have otherwise and I am good at, or well to be honest, I'm trying to become good at making podcasts and sharing other people's stories through that. So that's what I'm gonna do. Every month, I'm going to create a story through this podcast about creativity, business, entering a new industry, and everything that comes along with starting something new. There won't always be a beginning, middle, and end, and sometimes I'll get to the end of the episode and be as clueless as I was before I put pen to paper, but I would have made a start, and I've learned that starting is the hardest part. The more you work at something, the braver you get, growing in courage, experience, confidence, and before you know it, the dreams that once scared you become your life. One day, I'll get to that point, and it's going to be great. But while we're here, at this start, here's a toast to where we are, to inexperience and excitement, naive optimism, and the dreams that sometimes feel too big. I'm Rafara Masarura, and starting is the hardest part. But you've got to start somewhere. And this, this is somewhere. I'll see you in September. 
Starting is the Hardest Part is a podcast released on the first Monday of every month. You can get in contact with me at the email address startingpod at gmail.com or send me a tweet at Rafara Faith. That is R-U-F-A-R-O-F-A-I-T-H-H. I'm always looking for new stories, perspectives, people to interview and people to ask little questions for the Q&A part of the podcast. So if you're starting something big, starting something small, want to be involved or just want to have a chat, feel free to send me a message. And now this is the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favor? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode. And I love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. Your feedback would really help me grow and make each episode better than the one before. So if you can, thank you so much. And as always, make sure to subscribe or sign up to my monthly pre-episode newsletter, which will also be linked in the show notes and show notes, show notes, show notes, show notes. And I really hope you have a wonderful few weeks until we chat again. And also, you know, a wonderful life after that. But um, I think that wonderful life would be sustained by continued listening to Sonic the hardest part but I think it's time for me to say goodbye so bye me why didn't you just do two hours in the morning just in case nobody turns up and you're sat there waiting for pugs to arrive (laughs) and as soon as it went out on facebook i had a i had a general plan of how i wanted it to work spoke with nikki who is the manager of the shop and she's just as organized and very thorough as me and we came up with a plan of how we wanted it to run but then the turning point was when it went online and then suddenly overnight it just went viral thanks to get sorry (laughs) a video they did and it just suddenly turned into from a few hundred people interested in going to thousands saying that they were going and I literally had to take almost like a crash course in event management and just learn as I went and thought to myself oh my gosh this has turned into a huge huge event already and I need to do all I can to make sure it's safe that it's well organized people are informed of what to expect on the day and it was just throwing myself in the deep end and in trusting my instincts of how an event should run and what I should do to make it safe so you say that um you thought that it was going to be quite a small event just like a few people and that the get sorry video kind of catapulted it into like mm. a viral thing and a lot of people were interested in it and since then you have organize quite a few other events there have been like yeah. more pub cafes there have been dashan cafes all sorts of things mm. so what has the process of expansion been like and have you felt pressure to maintain that initial buzz oh um so yeah it was it's been a real kind of snowball effect from the first one because the first one was in guildford and then it was so popular and it was a huge success and everything went really really well and people loved it and it, I never had intentions of doing it again. Um, but because the feedback was so great and so many people wanted to do it, I thought I have to do it again. So I did it again in Brighton 
But then the turning point was doing it in London, which was my third event. And that's when Pod Cafe became more of a brand and people were aware of it. So it had been kind of gone viral a few times within a very short time period. And, and if you do get onto pages like Lad Bible and Unilad, etc., then it, it does just catapult you. Definitely. <laughs> um, so expansion happened really rapidly. I just knew that this was something that I wanted to take around the UK because people were coming to me saying, when you come to Manchester and when you coming here, because it's a huge pug community. And it just meant that I ran with it. I just ran with it. And I dedicated a lot of time out of hours. It was I was always thinking about Pug Cafe and how to take it on the road and how to take it around the UK. So it's been a year now and definitely I do worry about keeping it fresh and keeping that buzz about the events because people are excited for it still and you get the people who are like regulars and crazies we call them because they all come to all our events yeah. no matter where they are in the UK but then some people might feel like oh it's a bucket list thing and they've done it and they can tick it off the list and they might not come again so yeah it's basically about keeping it fresh and me trying to think of different ways to have different events and playing on on the theme slightly so yeah it's definitely a challenge to to keep it in people's minds and keep it exciting definitely yeah and like it is a really unique idea it's not something where there's a set framework like let's say if you were to start a cafe or mm. even something like this if you were to start a podcast mm. there's loads of things yeah but <laughs> with I can't imagine there being a wiki how page of how to start a pug cafe <laughs> so how have you how have you just navigated doing such a unique idea have you felt that there's been any discouragement or cynicism because it's quite niche mm. I definitely experienced a lot of cynicism and a lot of negativity um, at the beginning specifically from uh, veterinary associations and people that basically don't agree with breeding brachiophilic dogs uh, which are flat-nosed dogs um, such as pugs and French bulldogs and there's a lot of awareness at the moment about these dogs and the health issues that they have. So I did, at the, at the beginning, face a barrage of criticism from lots of people, associations, um, people in general, just on the general public. But I knew that I was doing it for the right reasons and I myself know all about pug health issues. So it was very difficult for me. It did. I did feel really quite frightened about doing it because I've, I it took it to heart and I I know that it's such an important issue as well and it's very close to my heart. So it did make me think and we did have a very negative piece in the Guardian newspaper and to see that in print in a national newspaper that has so much influence over people, it did make me stop and think and it did affect me for a few weeks of whether I was doing the right thing or not. But what I learned is from my event, I know that my event is for the dog. I'm not, we are not exploiting dogs in any way because our event, our unique selling point is our event is all about the dog. It is the dog's day. The dog is coming to come to the cafe, enjoy a pup cake, enjoy a puggachino, socialise with lots of new friends. And it's, it's a puggy's day out and the human is on my secondary. <laughs> so after the initial criticism and negativity, I... I felt really happy within myself that I was actually bringing a lot of joy to people and pugs and that was the main important thing and I now understand I do have a social responsibility to spread the word about 
these health issues and make sure that people understand that these dogs are very precious and they do require a lot of love, attention and money. So, but yeah, apart from that, I think um, that was the main that was the main bit of negativity that I came across, definitely. But now, luckily, I think people understand what I'm trying to do and they understand the feedback is generally so positive. So, yeah. That's great. I'm really glad that you share that story because oftentimes I see um, stories of things like pug cafes mm. and like brands and all of these things mm. going viral. And I like see the backlash on yeah. Twitter. And I like when you're in it from the outside, when you're just like a person who's learning about it, you don't mm. really think about the effect that it's having on a person because no. one, you're starting a new business, it's super niche, yes. and two, you're dealing with all of these critiques so the general public is like a general <laughs> yeah. public like writing think pieces about you and your everyday mm. life so how have you just been able to like look after yourself have you like drawn from your your like inner circle or has it just been a matter of just like sitting down not going on twitter how have you like dealt with that i i'm i'm a super warrior i worry a lot i'm just a natural born warrior for the first for the first few weeks before my first pod cafe I <clears throat> a dramatization of Rafara's thought process. I've been saying I'm going to start a podcast for the past year. What am I doing? I wonder if they do Pulitzer Prizes for podcasting. Where would I put my Pulitzer Prize for podcasting? If I could sing right, I could make a great podcast. It would just me be like singing songs, get your head in the game. I can put the Pulitzer Prize on my fireplace next to my man booker once I win a man booker prize once I finish writing an actual book what am I doing why do I self-sabotage like it's my job hmm. what are you doing let's go let's Get your head in the game, Rafara. We're not leaving the desk until I plan a 12-episode season and a glorious finale. I swear, this would be so much easier if I could just work out how to begin. Ugh. Starting is the hardest part. Starting is the hardest part. Have you ever wanted to do something but struggled to take the first steps? Had an idea you've loved but have been too scared to follow through? Being faced with a blank page, open screen, empty room and just not knowing where to start? This podcast might just be for you. Hi, I'm Rafaro and you're listening to Starting is the Hardest Part. A monthly podcast where I chat to people at the beginning of their creative journeys, working towards their dreams and in the process of building lives and careers that they love. It's about starting and seeing things through, the highs and the lows. I'll be sharing my experiences, having conversations with people I admire and hopefully talking to you. So let's start. When I was younger and trying to whittle down the never-ending list of things I wanted to do, the advice I heard the most was to find the intersect between what you love and what you're good at. And this, it's pretty solid advice. It helped me to pick my degree, decide I wanted a career in media, and help me focus my wanderlust for different people's lives into a long but much more focused list. But if there's one thing older me now knows that I would have loved to tell younger me, it's to take that advice but attach an appendix. When trying to work out what you want to do with your life, find the intersect between what you love and what you're good at appendix or what you're willing to invest time 
energy, resources, and a bit of your soul into becoming good at. And that's what we're talking about today, combining passion and determination, what you love with what you're good at and what you're willing to get good at. I wanted to begin this season of starting as the hardest part with someone who is living that out, an individual who combined their passion, talents, and a whole load of determination into creating a career out of something they love. So this week, I'm talking to the founder and director of the Pug Cafe, Anushka Fernando. We talked about building a business from scratch, handling expectations, and how she grew one of her greatest loves, Pugs, into a series of sold out nationwide events while always putting the dog first. I love chatting to Anushka, and I think you're going to love her too. But before I play the interview, I want to ask you a question. What is the intercept between what you love and what you're willing to invest time, energy and resources into getting good at? We'll talk about that a bit more later, but without further ado, here's my interview with Anushka Fernando. Hi, I'm Rafara and you are listening to Starting Is The Hardest Part. And today I'm here with Anushka Fernando. But rather than talking about how great her events are and all of the things that she's done in the past couple of years, I'm going to let Anushka introduce herself. Oh, hello there. So yes, my name is Anushka and I run events and most particularly Pug Cafe and Dashing Cafe. Okay, so cool. So let's start off with your background. When you were younger, did you have any entrepreneurial figures around you? I did, yes. So my mother was a massive inspiration and she's a businesswoman um, and she's inspired me from a young age. So she actually travelled. So she's Sri Lankan, I'm Sri Lankan. And she travelled um, from a young age. She went to America and travelled quite a long way from home, which was kind of unheard of at the time um, for a Sri Lankan woman at the time. So she she was very independent and she travelled to New York. Um, she trained to be a Montessori teacher and then she also went to the Maldives, <laughs> which is amazing. amazing. And um, she came to the UK with my dad and she set up her own nursery school um, off the back of an overdraft. So she's just a massive inspiration to me because she built that business from the ground up and it's a huge success and she's still going. So yeah, she's she's definitely an entrepreneurial person. Yeah, so would you say that she's one of your main role models? And if, if so, do you have any other role models that you were watching a lot when you were younger? Definitely my mum was my biggest role model in terms of wanting to succeed and she juggled a family life and having her own career and being a dog mum and an actual mum and a really sociable person as well. So definitely my mum. In terms of other people, also my dad, um, because again, he worked extremely hard. So I've got a really good work ethic from both of them. Um, apart from my immediate family, I don't think there was anyone else really that inspired me growing up. Okay, so as a person who was mostly inspired by your parents and like mm. your mother's nursery business, how did you decide to get into events? So it just fell in my lap. So I never, I've always been really good at planning and I used to be a content writer. So I have a varied background. I used to be a journalist and then I worked in digital PR, marketing, content writing and part of my job was organising things and so I found out it, it came naturally to me but Pug Cafe happened purely from a hobby that just turned out of control. So I set up my Pug Meetup in Guildford and it was just 
just for fun. It was because my pug had a serious spinal condition as a puppy and he missed out on vital socialisation. And so I thought to myself, you know, there's a really good chance for me to meet some other pugs in the area and for him to gain that socialisation that he missed out on. And then one day we thought, hmm, let's take this meetup into a cafe at Esquires in Guildford. And that's where that's where it was born so I never thought I would be doing events um but it came naturally to me because of my past so it's amazing (laughs) so could you like tell us a little bit about the first event like what were the first steps that you took into planning and then executing it so the first event it was it was stressful because it was the first of its kind obviously I had not been doing events before it started off with just as a quiet coffee morning idea and I didn't think anyone was going to turn up I thought and my friend said I couldn't sleep I had just nightmares that a dog was going to get scalded by hot coffee and that would be all my fault and it would be a complete disaster so actually touch touch with that's never happened but um yeah I worry so much and I'm just a natural warrior and I think I heavily rely on my partner James um, who supports my events massively and works with me on the events and he's very much the person that I tell all my worries to or if there's any negative because it's really hard to avoid the comments on Twitter and Facebook etc because you see it you just you just see it and some people will tag you in things and and a lot of pugs do do get a lot of negativity especially on social media so if ever in like a local newspaper will write about our our event if I go and look at the posts that they've put on their Facebook guaranteed it will have like thousands and thousands of comments um, but always the top ones are negative so I just try to avoid it as best I can unless I really have to look at it and then but then as well I think you need to be wise to the fact that people do have strong opinions and I'm not going to be just burying my head in the sand so because I understand a lot of these comments are, are quite fair as well so but yeah, I would say I definitely call upon James <laughs> for emotional support and my family as well. Just And also the pug community. So I've met so many amazing friends and the pug world is one big community where everybody knows each other. And I've always had endless support from these people. So knowing that they're having a good time, their dogs are having a good time makes makes it a lot easier to cope with some negativity towards it that's wonderful (laughs) so how would you say that you've grown as a person not just from a personal development point of view but as an entrepreneur and even like with the way that you use your community in the time between your first event and Mm. your most recent event I have learned very much to trust my gut instincts because I always like to bounce ideas off other people, especially James, but I always have always trusted my gut instinct. I trust myself more and I'm a lot more confident in my own kind of knowledge, skills and opinions and it's made me a lot more confident just within myself. And also I was in previously in a job where I saw the same 10 people every day for five years. I was working in an office. I didn't ever used to need to use the phone or anything because communication is all over email. <laughs> Very rarely did I have to use the phone. And I went from being in a very small bubble to suddenly being completely exposed to everybody and talking to lots of different people, talking to the general public, meeting hundreds, if not thousands of people every month, new people. And it's definitely improved my social skills and levels of professionalism because it's been a real test on on that, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so what's next for you and the Pug Cafe over the next couple of months? 
So the next few months is interesting because, like you said about keeping it fresh, etc. So Pod Cafe has actually been running for over a year now, and we've been to all the major cities. So we still have to go to Wales still, and we still need to go down to Exeter, Bristol way. But we've pretty much stamped <laughs> our kind of you know our mark on the UK at the moment with pugs. So we are moving on to Dachshunds now, and so yes. <laughs> we've done a Dachshund event in Guildford. We did one in Nottingham and now we've got a huge one in Manchester coming up in a few weeks time and Glasgow so I'm trying to develop Dash and Cafe and make it just as big as Pug Cafe because there's a huge Dash and community and they don't have as many events as Pugs so we definitely want to do that we would love to do a Frenchie Cafe as well very oh, soon and we're yeah. just trying to find an appropriate venue for that um, but we're just doing lots more collaborations as well so recently we collaborated with 3 Mobile because uh, they had a Pugafly campaign and it was just the perfect match for us. So we did a pug brunch with them and that was perfect for us because we want to expand into different types of events and we also want to do collaborations and it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time but I was always waiting for the right person or the right brand and we felt three was a good match. Uh, so that was a huge milestone for Pug Cafe because three mobile is a big, big brand and it was an amazing event that we did and then we also did recently another collaboration with Walt Disney so you can't get you can't get any bigger than Walt Disney Studios (laughs) so when they approached us to help them promote their new film Patrick which features a pug um we just jumped at the chance and we thought this is what we've been waiting for and it was just amazing that they came to us so just doing more more things like that I was given so I was given the really amazing opportunity to go to the premiere of Patrick just a few days ago and we had invited a lot of our pug guests to come as well I love that. yeah and we got the opportunity to be on the media line so we got a little spot where all the paparazzi and the reporters were and we got our own special little space and we got to interview all the stars well I got to interview all the stars of the film and it was an amazing experience. I think I'm quite a confident person anyway, but the last year has definitely helped me because they just said to me, oh, would you like to go on the media line? I didn't know what the media line was. So I just said, yeah, sure. When Disney asks you to do something, you just say yes. And I didn't know what that was. And then I had to go home and look it up. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have a camera. I don't have a microphone. (laughs) Um, But luckily my partner just did it on iPhone because they're just as good these days. And I just winged it and it was an amazing opportunity and I definitely think Pod Cafe I want to be doing more things like that more podcasts I'd love to start my own podcast up I'd love to speak to people in the pug community as well and have these conversations and just growing in lots of different ways, hopefully. It's amazing what can come from just taking an idea that you're passionate about and actually following through yeah. on that. So I'm just like, oh, I'm amazed. I'm amazed you're doing like oh. some really cool things. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to do a little bonus round of yeah, quick sure. fire questions where I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to reply to them really uh, okay. quickly. So are you ready? Sure, yeah. Okay. okay, number one. When I'm feeling uninspired, I dot 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 look at what the competition's doing oh wow yeah actually that's like my favorite answer <laughs> to motivate so far. me yeah okay okay next question the hardest part of starting something new is dot 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 motivation <laughs> yeah I feel that and then the final one is if I could give one piece of advice to someone starting on a new path it would be dot 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 trust in yourself and your gut instinct if you think you're onto a winner 
then you can make it a winner. You just need to be passionate about it and just follow your gut instinct and just go with it. Even if you do find lots of negativity from people, just trust your instincts that you're onto something. Thank you so much, Anushka, for being on this show. It's been so wonderful to talk Aww, to you about the thank podcast you for having me. and your future plans. And I can't wait for you to potentially start a new podcast. That'd be amazing. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you, you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. My pug had a serious spinal condition as a puppy and he missed out on vital socialization. We came up with a plan of how he wanted it to run but then the turning point was when it went online and then suddenly overnight it just went viral. So it's been a year now and definitely I do worry about keeping it fresh and keeping that buzz about the events. Trust in yourself and your gut instinct. If you think you're onto a winner then you can make it a winner.